0: Listening to Victory Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing this morning? Hope you are okay. For those of you joining us from your own homes, welcome to church. My name is Pastor Ariel. I'm one of the pastors of this local congregation in Victory, Alabama. How are you guys doing this morning? Are you guys good? Those of us who are here, can we give the Lord a hand? And for those of you joining us from your own homes, um, we do hope that you are fine. And the presence that we feel here, I believe that God's also allowing Himself to be manifested there in your own home. All right, we are continuing our series on nearness to God. This is actually our week number three. And uh, when you talk about nearness, it talks about proximity in time and space. And so when you're near to to each other though you are about six feet up no four and a half okay two meters apart uh, social uh, no physical distancing yet we still feel that we are near because we are in the same uh, venue or same place you know last week as uh, pastor Bodhi um, you know mentioned in the, in the short uh, recap of what happened last week in our ENC Sermon summit I you know we went to Clark we had an overnight stay there with some of the senior pastors of Metro Manila and the campus directors. And uh, it was just an overnight from last Wednesday and then we, I came back Thursday. And when I got back home, Shirley said that she was so glad that I am back. And so I said, why? And she said, well, it feels safe and secure when you're around. Oh, Thank you, love. Uh, but you know, it, it definitely speaks of, things about proximity, nearness, closeness. You know, when we are with our loved ones, it's securing. You know, we're near them, we're uh, close. But yet, when you talk about nearness with God, it's not just about us being close in space, but there's something deeper there. And there are advantages of us being close to the people around us. In fact, according to some medical study, they track people who had undergone heart surgery. And they found out that those who were part of a close community, kind of like maybe a victory group or maybe, uh, you know, a church or a spiritual family, they said that those who are part of a close community, they get healed faster and they fully recover versus those who are are not a part of a close community. So closeness is always better than distance. How many of you can say amen to that? Can you say amen to that? Closeness is better than distance. You know, we want to be close with each other. We just sang that close, closer. You know, we want to be closer to God. We want to be closer to one another. And in relationships, people are always more stable and healthy when they are close to one another. And I believe that this goes uh, the same with our relationship with Jesus, with God. When we're closer to God, you know, he we, we feel His presence. You know, He always is drawing near to us. The question is, are we drawing near to Him? Sometimes you don't feel His closeness, especially when we are going through a lot of adversity or difficulty or trials. How many of you can relate with that? Sometimes when you go through hardships, when you have a sick uh, loved one in the hospital... You don't feel the presence of God. You don't feel His closeness because of, God's, because of the adversity. But yet, God's presence is with us. His Word is with us. Sometimes you just feel that He is far away. But how many of you know that God is never far away? God is always near us. God is always close to us. And we can always rely on the promises of God. Though sometimes, the promise of God can tarry, can be delayed. You know, the nearness of our great and good God brings so much blessings to us. In the past two weeks, we talked about that. Uh, you know, that God brings comfort to His people. You know, in our great distress, in our great tribulation and trials and adversity, God brings comfort to us. You know, the Bible says, Blessed are those who mourn, because they shall be comforted. You know, if you're going through grief, if you're going through mourning, the, the, I believe the presence and the comfort of God is with us. You know, in times of uh, anxiety, in times of great fear or uncertainty of the future, how many of you know that great courage comes to us because it's the presence of God? And last week, we talked about that, right? And we were talking about do not be afraid. Fear not. Everybody say, fear not. If you're watching, just type it on the screen. Not on the screen, but on your keyboard, okay? Uh, in your chat box, fear not. Not. There's nothing to fear because God is here, both in the present and in our future. And one of the major ways that God is doing this is by speaking the Word of God to us. That's the reason why we give reverence to the Word. We read it. We meditate on it. We allow the Word, the transforming power of the Word to, to, uh, to, to help us internally. You know, physically, yes, but more spiritually, uh, mentally, even emotionally. We, you know, in uh, in in, uh, in Isaiah chapter 40, we talked about comfort. Comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And we, we find comfort, you know, just reading the words of God from His Scripture. Last week, we talked about Isaiah chapter 43, and we talked about fear not, I have redeemed you. Fear not, I have called you by name. You are mine. Everybody say, you are mine. God is saying, we, are, we belong to him. We are his. We are his treasured possessions. We are the apple of his eyes. Fear not, for I am with you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 5. And maybe the reason why we sometimes feel that God is far away and his promises are long overdue is because sometimes you are unmindful or oblivious to the word of God that he is saying to us. We need to listen. Everybody say, listen. Listen. Listen to what He is saying to us. And that's exactly what we want to focus on today. Listen in. Lean in. We want to listen to what the Word of God is saying to us today. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to encourage you, for those of you watching as well, joining us at home, please open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 48. We're still going to be in the book of Isaiah for the rest of our time in 2021. Every Sunday, we're going to be looking at a scripture from Isaiah and today, we're going to be looking at Isaiah 48, Isaiah 48, verse 12 to 16. And I'd like to invite everybody to stand uh, here inside this auditorium. And for those of you who are joining us from your own home, if you may, sit, uh, if you may stand up as well. Let's all stand up, rather, and uh, you know, just give attention and reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 12 to 16. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I am, whom I called. I am He, I am the first, and I am the last. My hand laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I called to them, they stand forth together. Assemble all of you and listen. Everybody say, Listen. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall perform his purpose on Babylon, and his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken and called him. I have brought him. He will prosper in his way. Verse 16, draw near to me. Hear this. From the beginning I have not spoken in secret. From the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. This is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for His word. Let's bow our heads and pray right now. Father, thank you so much for the reading of your word. I pray, God, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to use this preaching and your word to transform us more and more into the image of Christ. I thank you, Lord, God, that we as a church, as your people, would learn how to carefully listen, to be attentive to your presence in our daily life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. You know, it is so easy for us to drift away from from God, you know. Like, for example, when I would read my Bible in the morning, I'd make sure that my phone is actually away from me because the moment I pick up my phone, how many of you know that, the notifications would start bothering you or distracting you. How many of you can relate with that? You know, that if your phone is all, always on, notifying you, and sometimes what I do is I turn off the notification from Viber, from my work chat at work, from, you know, my IG, and, you know, from the nighttime at 10.30 p.m., it's on sleep mode, so there's no notification at all. And so I'd be able to focus on my time with my wife. We would talk. And then until the early morning, until I um, spent time with the Lord. But from time to time, you know, I would check my schedule. I tend to drift away, you know, the, the temptation, you know, when you are reading the Word and then you have a phone on your right hand. I don't know if you know that. Before you know it, you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And you have already taken maybe about 15, 30 minutes of your time away from you know spending time with the Lord. We tend to drift away from God and sometimes our heart can become callous to Him. You know, we can sometimes, but say sometimes, okay? We can lose our desire to seek the Lord when we can be too busy or overwhelmed with life. You know, sometimes we can be so busy reading his word, we lose the joy to serve, or sometimes also we lose the priorities that we have we tend to prioritize we tend to prioritize those things that does not yeah they do matter but not higher in the priority scale there are times when we tend to lose our passion for the things of god and you know i realize that when you do that or when you have that time when you drift away it doesn't happen suddenly it normally happens in small increments or in trickles You know, you don't plan, and when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to backslide today. Nobody does that, right? Nobody decides, okay, I'm not going to seek God for the rest of my life. No, it happens slowly. It actually happens in trickles. We drift away from God. That's why when we talk about the nearness of God, it is more than God just being near us because God is everywhere. How many of you know that God is here? in Festival Mall, and God is there in your homes where you're watching. God is everywhere. But God's desire is to be close to us and for us to be close to Him. You know, when you talk about closeness, it implies affection. How many of you are close to someone? Please raise your hand. Maybe a spouse or your children or your parents or your siblings. You know, you're close to a friend. You know, when you talk about closeness, closeness implies affection and intimacy with each other. Have you ever ridden an elevator pre-pandemic? Okay, before the pandemic, when you ride the elevator and the elevator is crowded, how many of you can relate? Or how many of you remember these times? Okay, because nowadays there's social distancing. When you ride the elevator, there's only like three or four people inside the elevator. But before, it used to be crowded, People were physically close to each other, but they are personally foreign to one another. They don't know one another, yet they're physically close. They're side by side, one another. You know, God longs for intimacy, not proximity. Let me say that again. God longs for intimacy, not just proximity. We may feel that we're close to church because we are in this place, but how many of you know that you can be with God wherever you are? You can be intimate with God in your workplace or when you're driving or in the grocery store or in a cinema or wherever you are because God is not bound by space and time. God longs to be intimate with us more than just being near us. He wants to really be, you know, uh, we want to be intimate with God. And when you talk about intimate, you know, God wants to reveal His heart to us. You know, one particular author said, Intimacy means into me, see. Into me, see. And I believe that if we are close to God, God wants to reveal Himself to us. And God is telling His children, us, sons and daughters, into me, see. Would you take the time to learn about me and spend time with me and listen to my voice and listen to the words that I speak? God longs to be intimate with us. Dallas Willard said this in his book, Hearing God, God created us for intimate friendship with himself, both now and forever. Not only when we go to heaven, but how many of you know that God is calling us, drawing us right where we are right here on earth? If you are a Christian, if you are a disciple of Jesus, if you're a follower of Christ, if you are born again, guess what? God calls us all to an intimate relationship with Him. Closeness, again, is not a matter of proximity. You know, my wife and I lived together for like, not live in, okay? We've been living together. We're married, okay? For more than 30 years. And we're getting closer as we get older. And it doesn't mean that our proximity is getting closer, but our relationship is getting deeper. That's what it means. You know, we need to live in the presence of God. And my prayer today is that we would be more aware of God's presence in our lives. Amen. More than what we're going through, our concerns daily for our health. Yes, that is so important. How many of you know if you tap into the source, you have everything else you need? If you are with the source, then you have healing. If you are with the source, then you've got provision. If you are with the source, then you've got joy. If you are with the source, then you've got security. If you are with the source, then you've got protection. Are you you getting my drift here? You know, if we are attached with the vine, then we have everything that we need. That's why we need to be aware of God's presence every single day. Whether you read your Bible, you brush your teeth, you go to work, you drink your favorite cup of coffee, okay? You go to the gym or you drive and, and you go and eat in a restaurant. God is there. It is the everywhere of God. How many of you know that God is everywhere? But then the question is, even if God is everywhere, do we have a sense of His presence that is close to us and near us? And what is God's command? Draw near. Everybody say draw near. God's command that is highlighted in verse 16, and I want to focus and camp on this particular verse. It's to draw near. God wants us to draw near Him. To be drawn near Him. And you know, we'd like to read again verse 16. Draw near to me. Hear this. From the beginning I have not spoken in secret. I've made known to you who I am. From the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord has sent me and His Spirit. I want to share three things. How do we draw near to God? First thing is we draw near attentively. Everybody say attentively. You know, we give attention to God. We lean in on God. And we read this from verse 12. And it says, Listen to me, O Jacob, O Israel, whom I called. And this verb Listen is so important. Everybody listen, okay? And when you listen, you give full attention. You, you listen attentively. And when this scripture in Isaiah, it says, listen, the Hebrew word is sema. It means to hear intelligently. Using your brain to listen, not just allowing your brain to drift. I don't know if you have uh, tried listening to someone you're talking to and your brain or your mind is wondering. Your eyes seem to be focused but your mind is just drifting away. What this is saying is when you listen you listen with intelligent mind to hear intelligently especially to obey what is heard hearing with follow up to discern give earnest heed. It's interesting in the book of Isaiah we you know we, we see the statements saith the lord thus saith the lord 54 times in the whole book of Isaiah. The Lord said about 11 times. And then this word, listen, or sema, was repeated in this one chapter alone, 11 times. Chapter 48, 11 times. God is emphasizing to us today to listen. Tell the person, listen. Listen. And 92 times in the book of Isaiah, listen. And why is all this repetition? Because God wants to emphasize while it's important. We've got to learn how to listen attentively to the voice and the presence of God. Maybe we're not really paying attention to Him. But how many of you know that God is speaking to us daily? How many of you know that God is speaking to you today? Maybe through the preaching of the Word of God. Maybe through a book that you're reading. As you open a scripture, maybe through your spouse, God is speaking. Maybe through your sibling, God is speaking. God is speaking to us every day. And sometimes even through nature. How many of you have actually gone out and Jesus said, look at the birds? You know, the birds don't even worry that my heavenly Father feeds them. And sometimes the nature speaks to us. How many of you, how many of you like Watching the clouds, or maybe the rainbow, or me, my love, my, my wife loves watching the rainbow and the clouds. And and somehow the Lord speaks to her through those. And you know, God takes us in different ways on how He can speak to us. God, oh bottom line is this: God is speaking to us. Are we hearing? Are we listening to His voice? You know, when I would actually spend time with my wife Shirley, Shirley would always tell me. Love, I want you to look when I'm talking to you. I said, I'm listening. No, I want you to listen with your eyes. How many of you do that? You know, because you know, it actually gives us more focus when we listen in. And then when I'm looking, because sometimes she would talk to me and I would actually be on my phone, maybe reading a, a news item or maybe a message, and I said, Love, I'm listening. No, you're not listening. I want you to listen with your eyes. Be attentive. You know, last night we were celebrating Andrea's birthday. She celebrated 15th uh, birthday. Um, happy birthday, Andrea. And after a burger dinner, uh, the girls were longing for ice cream. And Shirley said to me, I told you to buy ice cream. And I said, you did not. No, I told you. I didn't hear you. And then this is what he said. You did not listen. I said, I did not hear. There's a big difference between hearing and listening. You know, I was analyzing this last night as I was preparing for this message. And I thought to myself, you know, when you talk about hearing, the burden is on the source of the message. But listening, the burden is on the receiver of the message. Because when you listen, it means that you are putting your effort to try to decipher the message of the one talking. And according to some studies, hearing is the passive intake of sound while listening is the act of intentionally working how you can understand and comprehend the message. And so, my advice to the husbands today who are just like me, listen with your ears and with your eyes and you will have peace in your home. And so, husbands and wife can be present in the same room and not be near to one another how many of you have done that you're in the same room and you're just watching netflix right you can be in the same you know you're close you're in the same proximity but you're not talking and that can happen and if we do that for many many years guess what you have drifted away let's be attentive to one another you know, when I stepped here earlier this morning, one of our volunteers, uh, ushers, big guy, Mark Hanan, asked me, Pastor? I said, yes. Are you sick today? I said, no. Why? Because you are not in black. And maybe you've noticed that I'm not in black. And I said to him, you are very attentive. I said, Let's lang natin demonio for today. I did not wear black. And when I entered the office, Bodhi, Pastor Bodhi, said, Pastor, you're not in black. I said, Wow, people are noticing already. They're being attentive to the fact that I am not wearing black. Well, actually, from time to time, I want to try it newly. But anyway, the point is this Are you being attentive to God? You know, when you have paid attention, you know the nuances. Of the mannerism of that person. Like when you're talking to God, do you know exactly how He speaks? When you pause, when you put yourself into silent mode, you know, learn to listen to the Word of God. You know, I use the word lean in. Everybody say lean in. We need to learn how to lean in as if you're listening to a radio and there's no television. You're just leaning in, you're listening. You're leaning in to what God is saying. Get as much as you can. You know, when I spend my, my morning devotion, I just sit down, I lean in, and I allow the Scripture to speak to me. Don't just get a bit and then move on. You know, nam natin. You know, there's what you call uh, in, in CrossFit language, what you call AMRAP. A-M-R-A-P. And what that means is, as many reps as possible. Amrap. Everybody say amrap. As many reps as possible. And you know, when you spend time with the word of God, as many reps as possible in that limited time, maybe that you have before you go to work or before you catch your kids for you know for breakfast. You know, give full attention to the presence of God. As we give attention to his presence, guess what? He will give us His word. As we give attention, as we draw near attentively, God will give us His word. God will give us His encouragement for the day. God will give us His, his presence. God will give us His, you know, possibly a word of wisdom. So what you're asking for, a direction, guidance. You know, many people don't know the voice of God because they don't give full attention to His voice. You know, if you read Exodus chapter 3, and don't do that right now, okay? When Moses was in the wilderness, and he saw the burning bush, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 verse 3, it's not in the keynote, okay? Exodus chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says that he turned towards the bush, and he turned away from the distraction of his being a shepherd, and he gave full attention to the presence of God. And only then did he hear the voice of God, and God spoke to him take off your sandals because the ground you're, you're standing on is holy ground had he not given his full attention he would have missed that burning bush that bush was already burning even before Moses arrived but yet because Moses gave full attention to the voice to the voice of God he had an encounter of God that changed his life starting that day we hear the voice of God when we are rested in the presence of God and not being restless. You know, just like young Samuel, when he was about to sleep and he was staying beside a tabernacle, the voice of God says, Samuel, Samuel, because he was resting in the presence of God. And you know, maybe the reason why sometimes you don't hear the, 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 the voice of God is because we are restless, you know. We don't want to be bored, so we're always filling our schedule with so many stuff. You know, sometimes white space on your calendar is good. And we got to put some spaces in our calendar so that we can actually have some time to pause and hear and be rested in the presence of God. Come to me, those of you who are weary. Sometimes you don't know exactly what to do, but as you come before the presence of God and say, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I want to lean in. I want to listen to you. And so go ahead and enjoy the presence of God. I realize also that there is learning that comes from leaning. Let me say that again. There is learning that comes from leaning. The Apostle John was known to be the prophet or the the apostle that Jesus loves. Yet his posture is always to lean in at the chest of the Lord Jesus. There's always so much that he... He learned from the Lord because he was always leaning in on Him. My encouragement for us today is go and lean in and learn from the voice of the Lord. And I believe that there is a current that we are going through right now. Yes, we are in the pandemic, but, but I believe in my spirit that God is taking us or taking us into a deeper relationship with God as we see Almost the end of this pandemic. How many of you are believing that the, the pandemic is almost over? Praise God. You know, we're, we're praying, Lord, end this pandemic. We don't know exactly when that time will come. But I believe that times and days and weeks and months will become better. And there is something that God is speaking to us. Let's not miss the voice of God today. Amen. You know, the Pharisees knew the Word. Knew what God said but they did not know what God was saying at that particular moment. Jesus knew what God was saying. The Pharisees knew what God said past tense. They were experts in the Scriptures, but they failed in listening and leaning in the voice and the Holy Spirit at that particular time. And they missed the visitation of the Messiah, who is Jesus Himself. You know, when you talk about walking with God, and being a Christian, the sum of Christianity is not behave. The sum of Christianity is to behold. And, you know, we try, we strive, we want to be discipled, you know, so that we can be better Christians. But guess what? The Bible says, as you behold Him, you begin to become like Him. Just go and be drawn. Lean in, listen, and spend time with the Lord. My question for us today is, what or who are you listening to? Who's shaping your thoughts? You know, what kind of podcast or program or TV shows are we watching? You know, sometimes we hardly read our Bibles. We meditate on the bad news for the day. We'd rather go and, you know... Read uh, CNN or JMA News or News from Rappler instead of the Word of God. You know, guess what? An inspirational Bible verse that you have read on social media, that's not enough. You gotta learn how to dig deep from the Word of God. Amen? Let's read the Word. Let's open our Bibles. Meditate on the Word of God. The Bible says, you know, you know, do not let the Word of the Lord depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to obey everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That's found in Joshua chapter 1. Meditate. Lean in. Listen to the Word of God. Do we really know who God is? Do we know the God of the Bible? You know, in verse 12, Isaiah chapter 48, it says, Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I called, I am he. I am what? I am the first and I am the last. Everybody say first and last. First and last. I am the Alpha and the Omega. My hand laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. And I call to them, and they stand forth together. Listen, not just because we are God's people, but because of who is speaking. We don't just listen because we're the church. We don't just listen because we are disciples of Jesus. We listen because of the one speaking through the word. Amen. We listen because of the one speaking the word himself. He is the living word. That's why we just need to lean in. God is speaking to us every day. What he's saying is, I am he. I am the first and I am the last. Yes, you have the problem, but guess what? I have been here even before your problem came. And I'll be here when your problem is long gone. I am the first and I am the last. He's the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who spoke things into existence. Can you imagine that? When God was creating everything, He merely spoke it and they obeyed. When God speaks, creation obeys. My question for us today is when God speaks to us. Do we listen and do we obey? Verse 14 says, Assemble all of you and listen. Who among them has declared these things? You know, God is speaking and we need to listen. And when Isaiah was saying to this, uh, this particular passage to the people of Israel, you know, what he's saying is, assemble all of us. You know, the importance of us in coming together and hearing God together. You know, yeah, it's nice to hear God alone. But how many of you know that we do theology together? We do discipleships together. We do our work together. That's why I believe that we can become better listeners if we stay together. Find yourself a victory group. For those of you who don't have a victory group, join our worship services. It may not be physically here. But if you're there at home, you know, there's something good that happens when we come together and we discover God together. Secondly, and these are two fast points, draw near intentionally. will say intentionally. Intentionality is a lived experience. It's done on purpose. We listen in. We Decide, we desire it, we plan it, and then we do it. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9 to 22, it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way. was say new and living way. New and living way. Um, he opened for us through the curtain that is through His flesh. Verse 21, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us, here we see the words again, Draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. God is inviting us to draw near to Him because He has already opened the door for us. You know, God is not far away from us, He's always near us. Amen. And you know, when when we go out and start our morning, when you go to work, why don't you go and just thank Him and be conscious of his presence He say, well, Lord, thank you for your presence in my life today. Thank you for the favor that you are giving me today as I go to work. You know, when you're about to close a sale, why don't you thank God for the favor that you have in uh, you know, making sure that you know, uh, you're ready with your presentation and at the same time, God is working out as well in the heart of the customer, the client that you're you know, uh, you know, presenting the sale to. If you're a student and you're preparing for a test today, Just go ahead and say, Lord, I thank you. I come before your presence and I thank you. I'm leaning in towards you right now. And I thank you for your favor. Thank you for your wisdom. If you're not feeling today, maybe you're you're at home. Realize that God is your healer and he wants to make you well as well today. You know, and so on and so forth. We can talk to God every single time. We don't just talk to God when we're going to the victory group or when we're attending a worship service, or when we're attending an event. You know, anything that you're doing, go ahead and communicate. Talk to God. We don't need to have a worship leader in order for us to enter the presence of God. Come on now. How many of you know that everywhere you are, God is there? Question is, can we draw near intentionally and become conscious of the presence of God? And that is what you call the new and living way. Because, you know, there's an old and sinful way. Old and hard way, we were in sin. We are, we are not conscious of the presence of God. But now the Bible is saying that we are in a new and living way. We know where God is. We know God's favors upon us. We know God loves us. We know there's nothing to fear. We know God will protect us. We know God is our healer. We know God will provide for everything that we need. Amen. Because of God's faithfulness to us. And the more you talk to God, the more you will experience this new and living way. James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, as I come to a close, it says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will what? Flee from you. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Verse 10, I want to just emphasize this verse. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. My last point as I come to a close is this. Let's draw near humbly before the Lord. First is let's draw near attentively. Then let's draw near intentionally. And let's come before the presence of God in humility. Recognize whom we are talking to. Be under God's submission and His will. You know, what he is saying is, as you draw near to Him, we are to resist the devil. How many of you, you know, sometimes the devil tempts us with just subtle things? He's going to put worry or bitterness or offense in our heart. And when you are trapped with the scandal on, you can't let go. But the Bible says, go ahead and resist the devil. And the Bible says, he will flee from us. Don't receive, don't receive what the enemy is putting in your, in your mind. Go and stop it. When the devil is actually putting doubt, doubts and worries or anxiety in your mind, just go ahead and, you know, my God shall supply all my need The Lord glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Just go to the cross and remember what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen. That He purchased us for Himself and He has given us His favor. Have reverence and respect before the presence of God. And what we, our attitude ought to be is that of humility. That if you have committed anything that is dishonorable before the Lord, maybe you've committed a sin of omission. You didn't do what God told you to do, or maybe a sin of commission. You did exactly what God told you not to do. Like keeping your eyes pure, like forgiving, like being generous or being kind, be hospitable. You can always come before Him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Humble yourself, the Bible says, and He will lift you up. You know, the promise of God is this. In 1 John, if we confess our sins before Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all. Everybody say all. All unrighteousness. You know, God loves humility. From time to time when my girls would do something that will maybe hurt us or have done anything to disobey us. You know, the first act of humility when they come to me or mom, it melts my heart. When they come to me and say, Dad, I'm sorry, what will I say? I thought you should go to your room, you know no food for one week. No. I'd easily forgive and say, God forgives you, Daddy forgives you, and I love you. Go enjoy the fellowship. God loves humility. And I believe that the Real proof of humility is the admission of our mistakes or fault before the Lord. You know, God loves humility, yes, before Him, but God loves humility towards one another. You know, if you've offended a person or a brother or or a husband or a wife, go ahead and say, I'm sorry. Then, you know, I realize that the hardest thing to do is to say, I'm sorry to your spouse. I am wrong. Please forgive me. Have you tried doing that? You know, for those of you husband and wife, particularly the husbands, Memorize those nine magic words. Honey, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. You know, admitting our mistakes is hard. But that's the only way for us to be reconciled with our loved ones. And that's also the only way that we actually draw near to God and be reconciled to Him. Other ways to be humble is to serve, not looking down on people, not judgmental. But realize also that you have got a black, evil, wicked heart before the Lord. Realize that we're not perfect and that God is still working in us. Drawing near humbly is really coming to God daily with an attitude of brokenness and repentance. Yes, we're Christians. But it's coming to Him every single day and say, God, without you, I am nothing. Let's come to God with brokenness. The Bible says, a broken and contrite heart you will not despise. That's why we need to draw near attentively. We need to draw near intentionally. And we can draw near humbly. And we know that God's presence is near us through this word. He establishes covenant with us. How many of you know that the one who made His covenant with us is also faithful in keeping that covenant with us? The God who is great, the God who is good, who is near us and longs for us to be near Him and longs for us to be close to Him and to be intimate with Him. In fact, so near that God who is for us became the God who is with us. God decided to step out of eternity into this world to become a human just like us so that He can walk among us. That's how much He loves us. He didn't just love us from heaven. He came down from heaven to earth and the Word became flesh. And made His dwelling among His people so that He can be seen and heard. And the living Word is revealing to us who God is, what He has done to us and for us through Christ. And that is the good news. Amen. And that is found in the written Word of God. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise right now? And I believe that God is taking us into a new journey with Him. May we continue to lean in. My question for us today, even for those of you watching, is... Are we hearing what God is saying and speaking to us today? Are we ready to trust the Word of God? We draw near to God so that we can be intimate with Him. Let's draw near to God every single day. It's not just a one-time decision. It's a daily thing. God wants us to be intimate with Him. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalamangchurch.